0: Josh, fine.
1: <laughs> <me find> <laughs> Shit, where are my notes? Oh, he doesn't have them. No, I do. I do. I just gotta grab my notes. Hold on. a second. Those two, I had off the top of my head. I was I was running off book here. Just gotta. Yeah, you can cut off the pause here. Just my just life. Just wait. Just, wait, yeah, wait. Will, Why will, is it like? One
0: second here. <laughs> What's up with the flies, water boil? This This hellscape
2: state is full of flies.
0: to this week's installment of gom jabber where we are now weekly as you learned last week we're still together we're still dweebing it up and hold uh, on by a thread (laughs) one boozy contextual literary thread that is the ultimate dune compendium i'm uh lily brislin the reverend mother the gaius banana Moyaham of this crew what up my other dweebs introduce yourselves
1: uh, I am Josh Stevens, your Gurney Halleck and former uh, Live Off Groupon contestant. Was I a contestant? I guess at the time I was. You were a
2: contestant, but that's not your final destination. <laughs> I don't know how to <laughs> phrase it. What, what would you call it, Boyle? Victim. Oh.
0: Nailed it. Our Gurney Halleck, our Duke apologist... Our I am not ornithopter th-
1: enthusiast. The ornithopter enthusiast.
2: I, I need to, why aren't we writing these down? Uh, and I am Alec Boyle, our Frank Herbert apologist and the Baron Harkonnen. Yes. Uh, tonight I am wearing a uh, lovely violet and green cape made of silk brocade. Uh, and I have rearranged the suspensors on my neck fat, so they do a little doily pattern. A doily pattern, huh? I love it.
0: A fractal design. I love yeah. it.
2: Yeah, it sends these like sound waves jiggling through my neck fat, so it looks like a static <laughs> wave, but really it's moving the whole time.
0: It's amazing what technology can do for the differently bodied... <laughs> This week we tackled chapters 31 and 32, and I can't decide if this move to weekly in two chapters is good or bad for us, because we're not getting less lazy as a crew, or less inebriated, really. (laughs) We're getting getting more inebriated, which
2: I have to say, I've gotten some audience feedback recently, and the audience feedback was... They like it when we are drunk and bantering and not really talking about dudes. <laughs> Shit, I need to stop reading so much.
0: <laughs> There's, that's funny because on some of the on the Facebook pages, people are like, well, I prefer other doom podcasts because they don't di- divert to other topics. They are deeply contextual. And well, no disrespect what? to other doom podcasts, if you're about that deeply contextualized, glossary, index kind of life, be about it. Rep your set. Yeah. I, I no disrespect. This is not our niche. This is not the podcast for you.
2: We are <laughs> we are the treks in the City of Dune podcasts. We will spend four hours talking about not Dune before we get to Dune, and then when we get to Dune, we mostly just make fun of it. <laughs> Despite the fact that we all of, love it, I was it. feeling
0: a little guilty. And this is my intro to this this week together, is that these two chapters this week. I was all about, I was really about that chapter last week with Liette and like really getting to the ecology of Dune and really thinking in creative ways and like interesting ways about how the micro macro biome also intersecting with the underclasses and like, how do we understand the Fremen? Are they monolithic, right? Is there one Fremen culture? Is it actually a really diverse and um, multi heterogeneous sort of complex human culture? My guess is the second because that's what all human cultures are. Uh, but this week we've got some really, also I thought, excellent chapters that are part of the reason that I love Dune. You just, even though we talk shit,
1: yeah, we do talk shit. Um, but instead of talking shit, I'm just going to call out to one of the other uh, great houses of the Podsrad. Um The Rod? Yeah, at? I've been listening. I've been listening to uh, some Let's Get Weirding, and uh, Ooh, I, I imagine- believe
2: they are the oldest. Of all the Dune podcasts.
1: They, uh, oh,
0: no shit. They've been doing what a one weirding? chapter.
1: Let's get weirding. It's um, Megan and Bo. Megan Sunday and Bo North. And they do chapter by chapter. They get a lot of guests on there. They really have their, their stuff together. I've been enjoying it. I'm, I'm like, I don't know, four or five episodes in right now. Uh, and I got to tell you, the thing that's really made its mark on me is uh, in their sign-off, they tell, they tell everyone to send them like great Dune pictures uh, and they say, "Please send Dunes," and it makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, it's, my, it's my favorite part. Oh, I'm so
2: mad we can't steal that. That's
1: fantastic. I, am too. I know. I'm really, I'm really sad about it.
0: Oh, love it! Wow. Yeah, love we got to get the them big. on
2: or get us on there. But yeah,
1: we, we should, we should definitely, uh, we should definitely reach out to them. We
2: should have a. a at, least one of, at least one
1: of us doesn't isn't married, right? So we can, we can still offer up somebody. <laughs> to
2: I I guess, yeah, I guess I am the Lady Jessica of this, right? Emily no, has bitch. refused to marry me so that she can make a more advantageous pairing later if well, necessary. I'm,
0: I'm the duke duke Leto. If you're the Lady Jessica, yes. then I'm the Duke-Duke-Ledo because oh. I also refuse to get married. Oh,
2: shit. Oh, so Josh, you should be bargaining me and Lily for maximum political advantage. Oh, I, no, I, I, I've, been, I've, been, I've been reaching out. Why, why do you think I've been? <laughs> I've been no sending out feelers. No bites so far. <laughs> It may take a few hundred years. Got to get a better
0: worm, honey.
2: <laughs> That's our new uh, Dune dating advice segment. <laughs> Got to get a better worm, get a honey. Better worm. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: So if you're looking for Dune-based contextualized love, hit us up at Gom Jabber, J A B B E R, and we'll <laughs> let you, we'll find you.
2: So your
0: good. your quizzet. Satter, Hatter snack, <laughs> our new segment.
1: Yeah, wait what's what's your what's your what's your Quisettes Hatter snack of the of the week? What's the snack of the week?
0: Uh, my Quizette Hatter snack of the week <laughs> is for the first time since the onset of the pandemic, I was I had to stop by Aguas Calientes, which is this great um, Hispanic grocery store in Lexington, and they had my favorite Quizette Hatter snack of all time, my muadive is the hot Cheeto fry. And I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like if the Fremen were going to have a snack, it's going to be the hot Cheeto fry. Not a hot Cheeto, but the, like, Andy's cap style. Fries. You know the snacks I talk about? The fries. The fries. Are they,
2: are they Andy's?
0: Alec is looking, like, perplexed, confused, yeah, uninterested. utterly
2: uncontextualized. I have no idea what's going on. I've never
1: eaten them, but I'm familiar with what you're talking about.
0: <sighs> Yet again. This is the Ursula K. Le Guin moment of our of our, our first installment friendship. of the Quiz at Hattershann. We need a
1: name for this se- for this segment where Lily brings something up and we both have with no contextual reference. <laughs> like we just can't Look, relate to her Kentucky
2: life.
0: Hot Cheetos in I believe it's her Ursula Dom K. Le <laughs> Guin,
2: and we fail it every week.
0: You always die. You are not human. Yeah, it's You're... called We
2: tried and died. We and tried and died. Lily presents we us with a and the test died. and we fail it. Yeah,
1: we could also call it "What's in the box," right? Lily put something in the box, and we tried and <laughs> What's died. In the box? Right?
0: What's in the this box? is amazing. This you're crossover of a brilliant writer like Ursula K. Le Guin, or is it a bomb ass snack? <laughs> you no, you, honestly, out you
2: are a Nixie raid decking me. I have so little context for what you're trying to say that I can't parse it. What is fried? How and why?
0: It's a. It's a link. It's
2: just send him a picture, Lily.
0: All right, it's, put it it's on the gram snack. Put it's it a, on the gram. It's uh, well, if y'all know what che- everybody send Alec. I know
2: what if a cheeto is, a, is. Like I cannot build this like bridge. It's nothing like a
0: cheeto. It just comes. Do you know what an Andy's Cap Hot Fry is?
1: I think that's where you an, lost him. An Anise Cap Hot Fry. That's so. That's that's what's in the box. <laughs> There's in the in the box is an Andy's Cap right. Hot Fry. Alex,
0: not human. My snack of the week. <laughs> And this was was the, of the he just, i laid in bed eating hot fries reading dune and thinking now this is living y'all and that's when i'd reach peak pandemic life that was my peak pandemic right there so that's that's what's in the box this week y'all tried and died <laughs> let's get into the chapters
2: i really i can't wait to build the suspense to the week where one of us finally passes the test it's gonna be really good let's talk about who, uh, who wants to read the first quote
0: okay i do okay not because i've talked the most this is the most i've talked on any episode ever because for some reason i've managed to awe you all into silence <laughs> instead of interrupting me <laughs> but i wrote under this quote this is the first actually interesting quote that we've read so <laughs> prophecy and prescience how can they be put to the test in the face of the unanswered question Consider how much is actual prediction of the waveform, as Muad'Dib referred to his vision image, and how much is the Prophet shaping the future to fit the prophecy? What of the harmonics inherent in the act of what are the harmonics in the act of the prophecy? Does the Prophet see the future, or does he see the lines of weakness, a fault or cleavage that he may shatter with words or decisions, as a diamond cutter shatters his gem with the blow of a knife? From Private Reflections of Muad'Dib by the Princess Irulan.
1: All right, stop. I gotta stop you right there because I've got two things to say on this whole episode, and they're just about this quote. Okay, so one, <laughs> so one is we've got a new book. All right, she's, she's got a new book. Private Reflections on Muad'Dib. Private
0: Reflections. How
1: private is it? We just fucking read it. <laughs> okay, so something's totally off with this book. I don't understand if it was stolen and like printed without her permission. Um, are we just reading her diary at this point? Um, the other thing is, is this brings us to a Worlds Collide, baby. Worlds Collide Ooh. with the Matrix. <laughs> okay. Remember the scene where Neo goes to Roll see... Roll that
0: the- beautiful bean footage, Josh. Let's hear N- this Worlds Collide. N-
1: Neo goes to see the Oracle. He's got all these children playing with like Rubik's Cubes in her in her living room. And he gets sick of sitting around with the children waiting for her while she's making cookies in the kitchen. He walks in, and it's a little bit of a tight doorway, and she says, don't worry about the about the plant or something like that. And then he goes, huh? And he turns and he knocks over this plant.
2: I do remember that, although and, I did not remember it until you just brought it
1: up. And then she says, what's really going to blow your noodle or something like that is, uh, would you have broken it if I hadn't have said anything? So... This brings us to this this quote, essentially, where where we're talking about this waveform and how much of it is a prophet shaping the future to fit the prophecy um, versus the
2: other way around.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Go ahead, Lily. Go ahead, Alec. No, go ahead,
2: Alec. I was just, I agree. Also, I think that it is the most, on its, like, on on its textual basis alone, the most interesting chapter lead quote so far. Um, Yeah. Great one. Yeah.
0: And earlier, when we had the uh, quote about, you know, sometimes in, he's in the valley, and this comes up a lot in the chapters this week, he's in the valley and he can't see because he's down in the dip. And I said that this sounds like um, Miss Cleo prophecy or like 1-900-Muadib, where, you know, like, oh, I can't see because there's, you know, sounds like an excuse. But this is actually a viable explanation for, because I was thinking about it this week, like how much actual um, magic occurs in, in dune versus how much science fiction and and there's lots of books that sort of there's lots of texts and narratives that bend that genre between sci-fi and fantasy and i can understand why people feel strongly one way or the other alec i was thinking about anathem again which is like very much science fiction right it takes scientific premises to an interesting extreme and how much does dune do any of that and there's some There's some mysticism, but by and large, this quote lets us see what's happening with Paul as a sort of when you tie it into the idea of the mentat, a sort of hyper calculation. And if you have enough priors, and if you have enough capacity for analysis, if you and if you can blend the the traditionally masculine with the traditionally feminine, if you can take sort of analytic, logical with. affective, emotional inputs, which is, this is where I think the Benny G- Gesserit traditions and the Mentat traditions split. If you can meld those, then you have an even richer analysis, algorithm, whatever, that can do what this sort of quote is describing. Hmm.
1: But yeah. Paul, Paul even posits in the last, was it in the last?
2: Oh, no, it happens later.
1: Never mind. I'll, I'll come back to this thought when we actually get to it.
2: Okay. So Never I mind. think that uh, the two things I would say about that are, one, that Frank would argue that he, like, and I don't agree with him, but Frank would argue that he was being entirely scientific, right? I'm sure yes. that he thought the young bullshit was scientific in basis and not mystical, right? And that's where we mostly are like, no, this is woo-woo gobbledygook.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I also think that it all ties together into the quote about the... Person whom we keep referring to, or I keep referring to as the bionic super hooker <laughs> last week, but was not bionic, right? The specifics of the quote are that she was trained in neuro enticement. And this book, at least, has a worldview that over time, human ability to train our own minds will continue right. along at least a linear projection. <laughs> And you'll eventually be able to just train yourself to be uh, machine-level capable of any task as long as you really dedicate to it, right? And so if you just dedicate yourself to seducing old men, you can do that so effectively that they can't resist it, right? If you dedicate yourself to analyzing, you know, statistical models, you can, you know... Drink the juice of Sappho and become a computer. I'm not you, that one.
1: Why do you keep calling your <laughs> mother, Jessica, a super hooker?
2: <laughs> I am telling you, yeah, it's not her. Not the timeline doesn't work. Also, your boom has moved away from your mouth. Has it?
0: No. Yeah, you're boom. really quiet.
1: Has it? It had.
2: Yeah, we're getting your <laughs> it audio from, your, had. from there. <laughs>
1: I forgot that I changed that. Yep. Okay.
2: Okay. So that's that's my thought about that. That might be the extent of my thoughts about this whole chapter. Although, I actually have some thoughts about... We should talk about what we think weirding
0: means. Yeah. We need a 30-second rundown. We've gotten through the quote. Let's not jump in. 30-second rundown. rundown. I did the quote, so... 30-second
1: rundown on on this chapter. So we pick back up with... uh, with the Dune Dudes, Paul and uh, Paul and Jessica, they do, do, do. had set their own thumper, uh, escaped from a football size, football maw of a uh, Shai Halud, and then they hear another thumper, and they're like, oh, is that Fremen? And then they find out, yeah, it's it's Fremen. So the Fremen... Shocker. <laughs> sure. Nice recap was. of last week. <laughs> Well, you know, we're picking up right in the middle of a scene here. Um, so the Fremen, so someone, one of the Fremen yells, get their water, which uh, is kind of a shitty thing to say. And then.
0: Um, yeah. Right. Because it just means like fucking kill them. Yeah, I mean, squish
2: those fuckers.
1: Yeah. And I'm pretty sure it's, uh, it's Jameis, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Jameis, we already know, die. He bites a big one because we found that out in the, uh, in the song the funeral dirge for Jameis that I sang for you back in like you know week 4 or something. Um so I hope we get to see how that happens soon cuz he sounds like a dick. Um and then uh it turns out that Stillgar's there. So they're uh, they're trying to
0: And we met Stillgar during the Ultimate PowerPoint chapter. We sure did. Yes. Yeah,
1: he was uh, he was told to wait in the car and then came in anyway.
2: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so... That makes him sound like an annoying drug dealer. <laughs> Stilgar is great. So
1: Stilgar, um, Stilgar shows up and um, Jessica is kind of getting her back to the wall and Paul's like climbing up a, he's doing like parkour up a, a crack in two pieces of rock and they're trying to get away from those who would try to apprehend them. And then Jessica bests Stilgar and... Uh, yeah, she does. This was after Stilgar says, "Well, we'll take the boy. He's got he's got some worth, but you know, you're just a woman and we don't need you."
2: What's this woman? And this yes. brings me to my point, which is that I think Weirding means, ah, oh, shit, I lost to a girl." <laughs> 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 Let me pretend she's a witch to convince people that I'm not a loser. So,
1: let's talk about this because, you know, it's
0: awesome, Alec. <laughs> you know,
1: weirding I don't think the, that's not a Fremen word. The Bene, the Bene Gesserit planted that word on the Fremen, I'm sure.
2: Okay, and it means when you lose to a girl, <laughs> to what she says.
1: Um, yeah, you know, it's part of this whole uh, Missionaria Protectiva stuff that they that they planted all over the uh,
0: Oh my gosh, so we forget, y'all, this was the first time in reading this Ultimate Dune Compendium, and maybe it's in every version of this, but there's a, a glossary in the back.
1: Oh yeah, I always forget to reference uh,
0: and so here's here's what it says for weirding, Alec. Weirding, idiomatic, that which partakes of the mystical or witchcraft. So it just means, oh <laughs> I got oh. beat by a girl. Oh, it's weirding. It's 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 pussy magic. What yeah. what it, is. it is. Wow. Okay. So
2: <laughs> Yeah. Weirding ass powers. <laughs> what I want to know then is
1: how come the like the water garden in the in the palace was the weirding room. It didn't
2: have any mystical power. It was just a bunch of, place no, a bunch sh- of plants. No, because I well, we know. Hang on, this is this is some good analysis. We know that the lady Fenring is also a Benny Gesserit, right?
1: True. So
2: she would have told people who she wanted to disseminate this impression to that that's where she went to do her weirding. <laughs> right in order oh, to a weirding room in- right it, it basically it makes her into a mystical figure it's an attempt to make herself into a mystical figure it's basically just a benny jesserit she shed. yeah <laughs> right but that's right that's exactly it the whole point is that the benny jesserit's gonna be like uh don't worry about it it's weird right
0: it's why did you miss work last week, LB? Or why weren't you at the meeting? Oh, I had lady issues. I was weirding. <laughs> Never have to. I was weirding. Never have to answer another question. No follow-ups. No inquiry. I'll, I'll
1: tell you about my witchcraft when you're older. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So Jessica best Stilgar. And like, oh, ah, yeah. uh, As with this chapter goes on. So Stilgar plays it tough.
1: But uh, does, does now that
0: Liet's dead, there's room for a new daddy he in my know, doom he, life. Oh,
1: I got you. So, but he doesn't. He he says he okay. What? He's what? He doesn't know. What doesn't he? What? He doesn't know that's, that that dead.
0: Doesn't no. matter. He's yeah. still we'll like, he's anything. still ice cold. Like Jessica gets the move on him, puts a knife up against him. Paul escapes, and then she's like, they're negotiating. This was the thirty second round. Jameis is like, kill them all. We don't need them. He's like, no. Could she. I'm the best of you all, and she just fucked me up. Like, we gotta respect this woman. Don't you see the value of this woman? I was like, I don't like that phrasing, but okay, Silgar. And then as it goes on, they negotiate it, and they negotiate for their water. I don't know. Not That wasn't then To be fair,
1: Chaney gets to jump on Paul from above.
0: How are we saying your name? Let's come to a collective understanding. I would have said it Chani.
2: It's Chaney. We are not. We are saying Chaney.
0: Chani. It's Chaney.
2: I know what you think it is and what Frank thinks
1: it is. Okay, so it is time for another segment of and we, before, <laughs> before 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 we called it. I, I I just came up. I just I just blurted something out, right? But we're gonna call it we're right because
0: everything here is so well thought out. Right. It's, it's no it's no longer <laughs> should... what
1: the fuck is it called? It's now gonna be called uh, potato potato. So we're gonna play a little game of potato <laughs> potato. And um, I think there
2: must be a doonier way to say that, right? Like I don't know Malage potato Mentato.
1: Harkonnen Harkonnen. Um, okay, so...
0: You know we're going to call this segment? Ugh, Josh! <laughs> That's the whole point.
1: Eat it. Okay, so we've got this chaney Chani thing. We're never going to come to an agreement. I mean, I agree. Chani Cheney- Ch- sounds better. In fact, even even the guy in the video who is like playing the clips of Frank saying Chaney says, now this is going to surprise you, and then plays the clip, and he goes... In both the movie and in the and in the sci-fi uh, series, they pronounced it Chani. He's like, and I like Chani better. He's like, I think Frank got this one wrong. Got this one wrong, yeah. basically. Hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm wondering what uh, Denny Villanueva is going to do. Do you what have any others for you? us? Any others? I, sh- I, sh- I sure do because this is going to come up here in this chapter, and they you even said it wrong last time. So um, no, I didn't. Oh, oh did you? Uh, So after they do this whole thing, uh, this whole standoff and Jessica proves her worth and gets to stay with the uh, stay with the tribe, um, they decide that they're going to have to now make a break for their uh, for their home. So they're going to go back to their home. And what are their homes called?
0: Sieges. Sieges. No,
1: no, you got it wrong. Um, It's pronounced C-H.
0: No, hell not. Nah. Sure is.
1: Hell no. CH Alex's <laughs> Alex face. In space he, and time. He is from can, can you get a screen cap of that? Put that on uh put that on the gram, please. <laughs> I think we just Got killed it. him. I think we just killed him with CH. Um Yeah, you've been saying that one wrong for your whole life.
2: No, I have
0: not.
1: Yes, you have. Yes, you have. Um i'm right
0: ch no uh-huh yeah it's, it's... that's why this segment okay thank you for joining us for this week's installation of oh josh, josh. <laughs> i got more let's move on i got, I got more you want more
2: Do one more one more no. let's do one
0: more come on
1: lily come on uh reverend mother rbg we're gonna leave it because i love it when you call her moynaham um <laughs> let's uh Let's go to let's go to uh, our 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 uh, prolific author who writes all of our intro quotes.
0: Oh, the Prince Yeah,
1: I mean there seems to be some some uh,
0: (laughs) some dissent. I
1: I hear other people say uh, Rulon.
0: Yeah, like Jason Derulo. I I, you know honestly I wanted to say like Jason Derulo. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I do. What's in the box, (laughs) Alec? Jason Derulo.
2: I got yeah. nothing, I'm sorry.
0: Oh! You tried, it died. Jason
1: <laughs> Darulo. Okay, um...
0: Yeah.
1: So, yeah, it's, Ir- it's Irulan. 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 Oh, and Paul's sister. We're gonna do one more. Paul's unborn sister.
0: Alia the Knife.
2: Yeah, you it, can't tell me it's anything else because I know a real person with that name!
1: <laughs> Except that it's pronounced Alia.
2: No. No. Because Aaliyah's a famous R and B singer and she doesn't spell her name that way.
0: She spells her shit in the song, Josh. Saint and it is not spelled like that. of the
2: knife. I'm gonna call up my friend Ali Amir and ask her how
1: she pronounces her oh, fucking name. I I understand that there may be people with the same spelling and a different pronunciation.
2: No, and Frank here,
1: here, here's my Frank is no, not the dad. Here's anymore. my point
2: to throw it down and call Frank uh Ignorant at best. He oh. read that word, never heard it pronounced, decided how it was said. My uh. friend knows how to pronounce that name. Uh,
1: I I will bet you there are parts of the world of the world where that is absolutely pronounced Aliyah.
2: I will kill your dog.
0: Chapter two.
1: It's a Hebrew word.
2: Something also else happens, but it's not Aliyah. this bullshit. Okay. Fair. I guess it could be down to accent. I still think Frank never heard it said. Just because in the
1: US you want to call it Alia doesn't mean that that's how they're going to pronounce it on Dune. They have a different dialect.
2: Let's move along.
1: Uh, (laughs) And that was our favorite segment.
0: If you also hate the sense of that jabber,
1: I gotta tell you, this is uh, my this is, this is definitely my my ode to, to Travis McElroy making yeah. his brothers play games they absolutely hate. And I have to say, so. as a
2: podcast listener, podcast segments that the hosts hate are my favorite <laughs> podcast hosts. So this one may become very popular. <laughs>
0: So there's just a chapter where there's a lot of weird stuff where I'm like, Frank, how much do you know about this? And he's, I think he's just banking on general Western ignorance of, like, he's just stoked about reading this one book and, like, maybe going to Morocco. Wait, one are point. you on 31 so, or 32? I'm still on 31. Oh, okay. But I just want to say, like, they come across them, they're like, are these djinn or human? And having just read, um, I'm on book three of that brilliant trilogy, the City of Brass trilogy, mm-hmm. which has an actual name for the trilogy, Alec... Correct me.
2: Uh, the yeah uh,
0: Yeah, which and is so the city
2: city of Jin, right?
0: No, but I mean, what's the name for the trilogy? Devabadi. It's, uh, it's the name of the trilogy. The, it's it? the Devabadi trilogy. Yeah.
2: Oh. Okay.
0: Anyway, so it's all about Jin, and so I was like, oh, why are there magically like so the Fremen believe in Jin now? That doesn't uh, well, g- like
2: know, genies. Know yeah. So Jin yeah. is the root word for genie, and. In so here's my interpretation of that whole segment. In a lot of uh, Middle Eastern and Central Asian uh, cosmographies, right, gin is really just a word that means spirit. And so what he's really saying yeah. is like, oh, we found these two, you know, honkies wandering in the desert. Are they people, or did we just run into some ghosts? Right, and, and, and then we juiced them. Right, like he's basically yeah. saying, are these people that we need to acknowledge, or can we just juice them and move? And in that spirit, a genie's
1: favorite drink—it's totally a gin and tonic.
0: Capri Sun. Oh <laughs> no! Worst no, segment easy. ever. Revise and resubmit. Yeah. Revise and resubmit. <laughs> genie's favorite card game? <laughs> no. It's called the, the game is gin no.
2: rummy. It's <laughs> better. It's better. It's still bad. Yeah, I agree with Lily. <laughs> Um, so,
0: my favorite moment is Stilgar um, starts calling out the Duke.
1: He does. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> which is funny because the Duke's actually right there in front of him.
0: Well, he meets Duke Leto, and so he's calling he him Duke out. I Duke um, uh, Blah, 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 blah. Woman, I care not if you kill me. He was an honorable and brave, but it was stupid to put himself in the way of the heart, code, and fist. Silence. No, 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 here's Just the best the part about says. that. Here's the best, and
2: that's actually some of the best writing in all, the both chapters this week, right? Mm-hmm. Is that she says, well, he didn't really have a choice, more or less, right? But in the chapters where they're discussing if they should do it, she is constantly like, why are we doing this? This is stupid. I know, not, <laughs> not that's what I love it. Not only that,
1: but she had a choice and chose not to convince him. To, mm-hmm. to, to, to not. Yeah, go.
2: at any moment she could have just snapped her fingers and so, they'd have run.
1: So actually, this—he th- may not. He may literally not have had a choice.
0: Is this a conspiracy?
1: He may have been commanded to do this,
2: or she may have been well, commanded because to, so, command, to not not command. Stilgar
0: him. calls him out. She says that was fucking stupid. Put himself in the way of Harkonnen's Silence. Jessica says, "Silence." Presently, Jessica said. Uh, he had no choice, but will not re- argue it. <laughs> she just shuts it down. She's like, uh. And so it's either her being like, yeah, I agree, but I can't talk bad about my recently dead husband, even though he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> or Josh's version, which is like ultimate conspiracy, like, don't, these aren't the droids you're looking yeah. for kind of moment. I, yeah. Yeah, I have
2: to say, I do consider that section pretty good. I, honestly, non, to me, uh, I think,
1: I think he didn't have a choice. <laughs> And she didn't have a choice to yep. change his mind.
2: agree.
0: Okay. Interesting. No, in fact, Interesting. Okay. Duna no, no, is no, the on, I want to bring a conspiracy. little more into
2: this, right? Because all of her characterization in the first five chapters ish, right? Is about, she made the choice to have a son instead of a daughter first, right? She mm-hmm. She's all about being described as someone who makes willful choices when she has the chance. And so then anytime she didn't make the willful choice, you have to assume huh. there's some reason, some some weight on the other side of the scale that made her decide it's better for the people I love that I don't do I mean, whatever it's ex- I want. But it's explicit in like this, what, the first chapter or second chapter where
1: Mommy uh, Mohayim says, for the Duke, nothing. Like, you two will be taken care of. Like, this is all foreseen and de- it has been decided. There is it has been foreseen and decided and there's nothing that's gonna stop it from happening. And it's punishment for her disobeying and having a boy.
2: This was done to them. I'm pretty I'm pretty in. I'm in on this.
0: Okay. Interesting. Next thing I want to bring up because I think this is good, but I, if we get too far down the episode. yeah, hole, we're done. We
2: lose we're the done. Whole I think it speaks it. Yeah, for done, but
1: it may, uh, God, I feel. So, what I want to talk so about right is my heart I feel so happy right now. Like I love that Dunanon shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's because I used my weirding way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you it. did. It's My witchy way. Ooh, I'm so, what else I want to talk about is how awkward the banter from the Fremen is, but specifically Stilgar, where like. Has Frank Herbert ever actually cussed someone out before? No. Because that had
2: hard, like, uh, yes. oh, yes. Somebody no. trying to swear and just coming off as a dork? <laughs> so Do she I, says I you worm
0: faced, crawling, sandbrained piece of a lizard turd.
1: I'm gonna I'm I mean, gonna apologize. I'm gonna apologize. Me? I'm gonna apologize for uh, for Frank here. Um,
0: Frank apologizes. Yeah,
1: yeah. You um you you don't know what stings on Dune. You're not from that culture. Like that that's some piece harsh, of a lizard turd. I'm harsh, sorry, that's that some harsh
0: shit. Literally, yeah. No,
2: I've been it. insulted before, and Ch- I tell Ch- you that Chaney. would not
1: stick. Cheney was was like, "Don't you call my don't you call my dad a lizard turd or whatever." Like she was she was pissed.
2: Okay, so is your conjecture that this is chapter? These sections characterize the Fremen as yokels who respond to shitty insults.
0: <laughs> they f- they feel a bit yokely, although yeah. I really like Stillgar. I mean, it loses
1: something in the translation.
2: Maybe fair because I mean
1: they're they're, 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 they're talking in this other language. Uh, what does she call it? Chakobsa. they are talking in Chakobsa. So it definitely. It sounds way Tecumseh? better. Tecumseh, you mean the
0: like indigenous American recreation theater that happens in Ohio every year? No, this is not Tecumseh language. Tecumseh.
2: <laughs> uh which is another thing stolen straight from Sabres Paradise. Ancient hunting language. That's the actual like um Georgian Caucasian hunting language name.
0: There's a what so oh fascinating. Tell me more, Alec why would, so hunting language is specific so we've heard so far in this book we've heard about battle language for each of the houses has their own private code oh, man. Mm-hmm.
2: okay so this and now we're learning about this may be a other oh, this may be a special episode because i have a real fascination oh. with um, dialects that people use simply to evade english surveillance Mm. Which is like a whole subgenre, right? So like everybody knows, right, that like uh Cockney, right? Cockney is an English dialect that poor yeah. urban English people use to conceal communications from state authority. But for whatever reason, and I don't know if this is really true or if this is sample bias, but it seems like places under the authority of English speakers tend to generate secret languages faster than places under other authority, right? This, this happens in Jamaica. It happens, yeah, in, the lots of, right? it happens in lots of uh, American and Caribbean colonies where there's a lot of enslaved people. It happens in England itself. I have never done the research, but I would really like to know if it ever happened in India. Um, i recently been reading, or not reading, I heard recently this whole thing about how um, people in North Africa are using a combination of standard Arabic, North African dialect, and Leet speak to evade... <laughs> off, what is that? Like, using really? numbers for letters. So, like, they'll write stuff with a bunch of Arabic characters, but randomly insert alphanumerics... To defeat surveillance What? It's and really
1: fast Using like, fac- like eases as threes And stuff like that Yeah Threes as E's And stuff like that And
2: and so, and it's like, wow. it's easily legible to a human and a nightmare to a machine, especially because you don't always do it, right? It's so like some E's you replace with a three, but some you leave as an E. And some you replace with a Euro symbol. I love this. Right? And it's it's this super is, cool.
0: This is a good tie back to Doom because, so they have this idea, I mean, there's something to be said for the theory of a Mentat of like, nothing is going to surpass the capacity of a human oh. brain. For yeah, they are. and. As associative thinking, and so I've, I've been having to prepare systems thinking lectures for the rest of my life, and I've just been thinking about it a lot, and it is really that capacity for sort of free-flowing associative thinking, but when Frank writes about the Mentats, it's all about sort of priors and inputs, and he portrays them as very linear and not no, actually systems he thinkers. Have, I have,
2: just have to say, he's writing at the dawn of computers, yeah. Right. He's writing about much simpler computers than we are thinking. They're about. basically just calculator machines, right? Right, and they take yeah. they take an hour and half a block to do <laughs> it. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Do
0: y'all ever see that movie? Here's another. What's in the Box segment? Desk set starring Katherine Hepburn in like this super old movie, and it's about like a supercomputer in the basement of the University of Chicago Library. And so it used to be that you could call a library and ask them a question instead of Googling things. Do y'all know this? Yes. Okay, so, so spe- I mean, this is Chicago-specific, and all my uncles talk about it. I'm sure it exists everywhere else. You would, like, call the Chicago library, and then, like, yeah. very astute and um, uh, interesting women would go and file, rifle through the Oh, like when you call
1: words. the Genio turkey hotline when you need to- <laughs> turkey for Thanksgiving.
0: I'm, a- I'm wow. famous for... I mean, yes, but what a paucity of culture that we have come to that that's the equivalent. You can ask about turkey... And that's it. And this could be, you could ask, like, Oh, It's like Alexa. What it's like my Alexa poems right that here? have to do? Oh, God. Alexa,
2: what's in the box? He's just, he's trolling you, Lily. He's trolling you. I know,
0: you. he's so good at he it. He is, really.
2: He's much better Listen. at it than Stilgar. He's not calling Wait, either what? of us lizard poop. Wait, I need to hear what Alexa actually just
1: said.
0: Alexa, what's in the box?
1: Alexa, what's in the box?
0: See, she can't do it. She's not Captain Hepburn. So I'm famous
2: for posing these kinds of questions to no. adults in my life as a kid. One she time,
0: I said, no, she just said, "I want to hear from Alex." Shit, she just said, okay. "Perhaps it's a
1: perhaps it's a box of cats."
0: Meow. Oh, like a Schrodinger's
2: cat thing. Yes. Uh, one time as a kid, Look I, you, I asked my dad how much does a deer's brain weigh, and he spent like eight months trying to find out how much a deer's brain weighed. <laughs> and then one time in high school i asked my chemistry teacher i was like well wait why do things need oxygen to burn and you just like saw this glaze go over his eyes and he's like oh shit i don't know and then like a semester later he came to me he was like i figured it out
1: honestly i feel like your whole childhood (laughs) was your dad coming to us randomly be like so that thing you
2: asked me and then telling us the answer (laughs) And we'd uh, always get, like, a great story. we we, we have a great yeah. conversation. But that was, like, our entire childhood. I don't remember how much a deer's brain weighs. I do know that things burn in the presence of oxygen because oxygen's a hoe. <laughs> right? Like, oxygen has a really low energy threshold to exchange electrons with other atoms. And so that's why. It's like, you could burn something in anything as long as it's not like a noble gas but it's easiest to burn them in oxygen
0: i'm better at making up fake science where i have it in my head that rust is slow motion burning it is and you will never convince me otherwise no it is that's 100 percent. yes see i pick up these nuggets i don't fully understand them but then i sound really cool so uh we meet a really key character that i'm excited to learn more about and i remember nothing about i.e. all of the characters in this book. We meet Chani in this chapter, wait, right? Wait. She's steady creeping on Paul. He's trying to hide in the rocks. Eat a dick, Josh. <laughs> and she shows up. And what and what we learn about her is she's super cool. She's super savage. She is like... I know you guys don't actually read nerd books and you haven't read Wheel of Time, but she... Um, anyway, she's like a character from Wheel of Time. Is Chani... The original Manic Pixie Dream Girl Assassin.
2: Interesting. I think that maybe in the sense that... I mean, no, right? Men have been writing about women who uh, selflessly fulfill their fantasies for (laughs) 5,000 years, right? So what those are at any given moment in time is kind of irrelevant, right? Right. Uh, so, yes, in that the Manic Pixie Dream Girl is just like a a bionic, you know, super stripper designed for listless Gen X-Men. Uh, right. Chani so she's, is... She's
0: super badass. She sweeps in. She's got... She can do everything. I can do everything. You can do better. Josh is trying to flex on us with his um, Dune tabs right now, but I'm not being distracted by it. She's... Everything I can do, you can do better. And not only that, and this is what tripped me up with it. Stilgar's like, "Take care of that boy." So she gets assigned caretaking duties, and she's like, "I'm, of I'm a savage, Ratchet bougie. All, you know, she's a TikTok video in and of herself. She's like, I don't need, I don't need this guy's nonsense. But Frank, oh Frankie, writes her right in. She's pressing her cheek to him when they're hugging. She's she's setting him up. She's doing all these things." Right, and, and... I'm not
2: excited. In a hundred pages, she'll patiently wait in a cave while he does drugs for four chapters. Like, it's total <laughs> bullshit. Yeah.
0: Can I change my mind she on She has Stilgar? more potential in this. Can you what? Okay, what did you think... I want to change my mind. What was your mind up. before want, and what is it now?
1: It was that Stilgar was, uh, was, was throwing down some real sharp-tongued uh, disses, uh, but it lost something in the translation. I, I'm going to change my mind on this. I'm going to say... Based on this thing here where Jessica says that she was really enjoying his banter uh, and he's not speaking in his native tongue, uh, I think it's like when we try to swear at somebody
2: with the only couple of words we know in that language. Like he, oh, interesting. So he's like, "Do you want to making fuck berserker?" (laughs) Yes, and he's and and he's having
1: fun with it. Like he's he's just being funny, um, and he's kind of putting on a show for these people that he's now he's he's just having some banter and he's having some fun.
0: Okay, I believe it more. I like that. I don't know if this is a right interpretation, but it's a good interpretation, and I support it. I like that more. Yeah, let's go with that. That's Can we? It, did you, this is how I think about mockingbirds. Do y'all ever think about this? So you don't have mockingbirds up North, but here in Kentucky we have mockingbirds, and we, they my sing yard the songs is of other of mockingbirds, birds,
2: right? birds. What are you talking about? Oh,
0: that's amazing! I didn't know they were. Well, they, I don't have them back home and like up north. Anyway, oh, well, I so this is what I imagine. South. I Mockingbirds are like like we hear them and we think that they, oh that's such a convincing. A cardinal or robin song. Mm. And meanwhile, it's just the mockingbird being like, I am singing <laughs> Robin's song! <laughs> you know? It's just, all the other birds are like, oh, he just such terrible impersonations. But the humans are just thinking like, oh, that's really good. He's oh. Like, Thank you. Wait till you hear my yeah, sparrow. Yeah, all mockingbirds are doing
2: a shitty Borat impression. Yeah. <laughs> just in Cardinal, they're like,
0: my wife! Sparrow, sparrow, sparrow! <laughs> I made you out of clay! <laughs> yeah, that's all he's got.
2: I like that a lot. That's really good. It's, it's very good. Um. Uh. Does anybody... Hang on, hang hang on. We are getting... It's it getting late. We mm-hmm. have not even gotten close to 32. Can we... Does anybody have anything else important to say about 31 before we do 32?
1: Yeah, I think we're long overdue in at least reading what the glossary says about the term Lisan Al-Gaib. Okay, bring it
2: in. Okay.
1: Uh, the voice from the outer world. In mm-hmm. Fremen messianic legends and off-world prophet, sometimes translated as giver of water. See, Madi. Mm, okay. And if we want to go see that, it's the Fremen messianic legend, the one who will lead us to paradise.
0: Okay. so And Jessica closes the chapter by saying, this is great, Josh. All of them, she thought, an entire culture trained to military order. What a priceless thing is here for an outcast duke. And I got shook by that I was like oh my god she's so creepy She's like she's thinking of Paul as this outcast duke He's got this ready made army And they were already and we heard all that earlier Of Like oh if we could only get the Fremen to fight for us Like she is never I'm turning against Jessica She's not meeting them and respecting them on their own terms mm-hmm. She's a She's an opportunist She's a duke or
2: Imperialist uh, I'll read the quote Okay the Fremen were supreme in that quality the ancients called Spanungsbogen, which is the self-imposed delay between desire for a thing and the act of reaching out to grasp that thing. From the wisdom of Moaedib by the Princess Arun. So this That's is pretty
1: un-American to me. About about Sting and his <laughs> sex, right? This yes. Is, this is bringing it back around to Sting.
0: Yes, but. Here's a 30 second round, because I haven't done one. Okay, so they they show up. They've decided to take Paul and Jessica in. They get to the halfway point. Um, we realize that this is the way station before they get to the actual um, holding or the siege, as we're going to call C-H. it. Uh, fuck you, Josh. And um, they get some Quits at Hattersnacks. So this is the segment Quits at Hattersnack. So they get these little snacks, which could sound like the leaf-wrapped food that they get in Lord of the Rings that I'm forgetting the name of, the elfin bread, Lambus, but it's ground up bits of bird, some spice, some honey, and miscellaneous grain, which actually is a fair description of any of those sort of like meal bars that you eat. Like, I don't care. Cliff Bar, RX Bar, where you're like, is this ground up bird honey and maybe a little bit of cinnamon? They all taste exactly the same. So we're living in the future.
2: I always said Power Bars tasted like a granola bar filtered through a bulimic. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Right? Someone oh, else ate a of granola bile. bar They do for have you, an essence of bile. Vomited it up and then it got pressed Ugh. into bar form.
0: Someone do the thirty-second rundown.
1: Sure. So, um, the, everything you said earlier,
0: <laughs>
1: when you went too far, Lily, um, was was pretty much right. Basically, uh, Jessica and Stilgar have a whole conversation about how um, now Jessica is basically going to be their leader. No, I'm I'm lying. Um, she says, "Am I am I your leader now? Because I bested the best of you, and that's who is in, in like in charge? Because that's what Stilgar told her." And she's she's like, "No." You have to formally do it. You kind of did it by accident. Ax- you bested me by accident. You got to best me on purpose uh, when I know that you're trying to best me for leadership. And and then even if you won, they're not going to follow you anyway because you're not a, you're not a Fremen. And um, we have a little conversation. Then he's basically like, but yeah, you know, when uh, we were getting a little handsy earlier, uh, when you had me up against you and uh, we're trying to not let me kill you. Um, he's very thinking- Ron Burgundy in that moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like we um we could you know kind of merge our merge ourselves here a little bit and uh
2: take mingle some the you
1: mingle our water. let's get some of the take some of the politics out of this here and uh and just be be together you know you know you you don't have a duke anymore was basically what he was implying there and i don't have he's like i don't have a woman so um he was basically just saying hey i, I left uh i i i only had concubines so that I could still give myself to the right person um
2: and She's like, what a coincidence! I was only a concubine so I could give myself <laughs> to the right person. uh And then he does the real sleepless in Seattle moment. But he's like, but, he,
1: but, but we don't we don't take women against their will, um and so you know if, if you like the idea, just just let me know. I'd, I'd be down. Call me and, maybe. Yeah. And then she finds out that they have Reverend Mothers, which I guess is all of their they're elder women or they call reverend mothers, even though they don't actually have any Jesuit powers. Is that how that one went, Lily?
0: I think they're just, they're wise women. So I'm also borrowing from wheel of time here, but like, this is the tradition of like a wise woman or a the sacred Syedina, woman, right? The and theirs are also called reverend mothers. And, and so she's like, Oh shit, you have the same terms for it. Wow. We our legends penetrated deep here.
1: And yeah, so they call them also call them Syedina, which, uh, is a feminine acolyte in the Fremen religious hierarchy. So I guess then they can become reverend mothers as they uh, become the, the wisest of the Sayadina. And she then ponders a whole bunch of the Missionaria Protectiva. And um, then it goes back to Paul, and Paul kind of has a freak out about How as he sits there, totally he trips
0: balls, man. He doesn't ever freak out. He eats some spice cake and he's like, "Oh,
2: yeah, this shit's hard." It's different when you're on Arrakis (laughs) and loses his damn mind.
1: He he does. Oh, and um, she before before he trips balls, Jessica does ask Stilgar. This is the thing I was going to come back to. Does ask Stilgar um, if he's kind of like in charge of a whole bunch of Fremen? He's like, "Well, no, I'm just in charge of like these Fremen." But all the Fremen follow Liet.
0: Yeah. And we already know that Liet's RIP.
1: Yeah. So now maybe they'll scatter to the wind. Or, rest in spice, or, Liet. Or, or <laughs> Literally. Rest in spice. Oh, that, that spice blow. Right into the chum. Right into the chum. Um, yeah. And then, yeah. So then, uh, then Paul trips balls on the, uh, the meat spice. And. Then sits there and listens to Rush or something. He's like, even if, I do, even if I even if I do nothing, I still have made a choice. Like he's like, every movement, every grain of sand, yeah. everything that I do has terrible purpose and terrible consequences. And if I say the wrong word or move the wrong muscle, and I think um, that brings us back to what you were saying, Alec. I think it was a couple episodes ago about how. You know he's trying to track so many things at once that he's kind of overloaded and can't actually see the future. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So then he's like listening. To, so then Paul's listening to like Billy Joel's "Like Shades of Gray" and he's hearing like, "Oh, the more I find out, the less that I know. I know nothing. I'm Jon Snow." And then <laughs> he, <laughs> he has like a he has like a whole worlds collide, uh, freak out while he's tripping on tripping on spice. Okay, it's a great That's summer.
0: Pretty good. I'm done. I think there's a real through line on this. No, I think it's important to notice, like what Josh said, that like Jessica and Stilgar are like, I think that Frank wisely, especially in the time of this writing, recognizes that if there's a widowed, competent, attractive woman and this leader, like he has to explain why they're not about to fuck. And so he goes through this whole chapter, and there's some great phrases like, um, I should like that the respect for each other which grows in the breast without demand for the huddlings of sex and I just love that image like it just makes you think of like a dog hunching over something like the <laughs> huddlings of sex so he there's this whole exposition that explains like no we can be allies like you can be a respected wise woman that he creates a space in Fremen society for her to be like a part and of this thing and he she doesn't just have to be his woman which is nice because all we've heard is like i am the duke's wife i am the duke's mother i am just this thing she's like no now she's in a uh, community where she can be her own thing and that's what i have to say about that also what
1: what was this thing with uh with Shawnee and paul where she's reading in poems about having two eyes and two feet
2: what
1: page uh, 376 she's reading she's talking to him another language and then she says i have two eyes i have two feet Uh-oh. and she stared at paul with a look of wonder paul took a deep breath and start keeps tripping and thinks about his terrible purpose this is what i'm
0: saying she's like manic pixie dream girling where she's like she's tough and badass and doesn't need him as all sorts of interesting things but he shows up on his nonsense and she's like <gasps> Oh my god, you're amazing! I just want to like support you and like help you put your mixtape out on bank. Yeah, now, and that, babe. that I think is why I
2: agree with that is just that like her turn feels unearned, right? She goes from badass to uh, um, compliant yeah unreasonably quickly okay and um
1: so and i think what she fed him was just dolmas like <laughs> 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 and he's been out in the desert for three days drinking his own piss and so he hasn't even eaten anything so this is like Fair. the best tasting yeah. thing he's eaten he's also getting drunk because he's on a totally empty stomach like he's he, it's hitting him
2: hard. Right. They gave him a half a glass of meat and some baklava, and he thinks he's seeing the face of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All
0: right. Well, if you want to see the face of God, join us next week at Gomdaver with the Muon Dweebs, us, your, your dweeby uh, guides through this desert planet that is Arrakis. Find us in between on social media. We're mostly on Instagram right now, but we've got we're, Facebook we're trying Twitter
2: Facebook. We're, try. we're too young and cool for Facebook. We can't figure it out.
0: I'm sorry. We are neither young nor cool, but we aren't really great at Facebook. Those things are all true. If hey, when we dabble in Facebook, Candy Factory, was a Candy Warehouse? I'm still coming for you. We are looking for a Dentine sponsorship. If you are Haribo and you've got some gummy worms, we're about that. If you've got a great Fremtech technology that you want us to explore more, um, find (laughs) us at Jabber. Follow us on wherever you are getting this podcast so you don't miss any updates. We are weekly now. Josh
2: is running a very cool Jabber TikTok. That's what I heard. I haven't been there yet (laughs) because I don't know how to use it. But
0: I'm a Fremen. Uh, bougie, savage, ratchet. So
2: the,
1: the the Facebook is a is a pretty savage wasteland uh, where things could really like they could go a million different ways, and almost all of them uh, lead to, to my own dead body with blood flowing <laughs> you, from a gaping knife wound, kind of like if, Paul's if
0: you want to provoke our Gurney Halleck, find him on Facebook, say something provocative, and watch what happens. It's fun to poke the bear. That's what we're finding. See y'all later. Wait,
1: you can email. You can also email us. God damn it. Alec, you're going to put this in the proper amount of time, right? It's, I think it's just. Uh, hold on. Just just pause. Pause for just.
0: Yeah, yeah,
2: pausing so good. Definitely not leaving your awkward timelessness open to everyone.
0: Oh my God. Uh... It's
1: Gom Jabber Podcast. That's G O M J A B B E R Podcast at gmail.com.
0: No one's going to email us. Really. No one's ever going to email us. Please
1: email us <laughs> because. I will say, if you email us, there is a chance that you could end up in a drawing for some swag from this podcast. I'm not going <laughs> to promise anything, but there's a there's a good chance. Alex editing all this out of Yeah, and excited. we're for
2: sure going to offer that swag to people who just DM Lily on Instagram, but whatever. That's true. Yeah, yeah, don't don't email me. You DM Lily for sure.
0: All right, well, that was exciting. Big things ahead for Gum Jabber. See y'all when we see ya.
2: All right. Keep it real, Ending nerds. recording.